What's up, everybody, and welcome to PPR Podcast number 126, the Week 7 Recap and Week 8 Preview Show brought to you by the San Diego Strike Force. As always, I'm Chase Isidoro, and today we're joined by the East County Game of the Week reporter, Allison Edmonds. Allison, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. I know. We're, it's flying by so far this season. Already seven weeks through. Is that crazy? Getting on to Week 8. I mean, we're almost going to start getting ready for the gala here. I know. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh, it's, you know, 60 days away. It's no big deal. We better start planning. A, it's fun. So it's exciting for everyone. So yeah, and an exciting week in Game Seven as well. Yeah. Some great games. It almost works out perfectly that you're here because we get to cover a couple of East County games with you because you get to see them yourself. But let's start off with the game of the week. Yes, Carlsbad moving to six and zero with their thirty-five to fourteen win over Mission Hills. Mission Hills dropping now to four and two. Really close contest going into that first half. A huge play by Julian Sain at halftime to take the lead, but then. Carlsbad pulls away late in that game, saying 220 yards, two touchdowns. The wide receiver weapons for Carlsbad is when, like, when we start thinking about, all right, are they the top team in this county? It's going to come down to what do you have compared to Lincoln? And when you look at these guys like Ball, Sanfrini, Rosenblum, St. Paul, I mean, they, they have so many guys that it's so hard to cover all of them. Yeah, there's so much depth on that team. And I think that that's where it's scary because you're like, I can't prepare for just Sanfrini or Ball or Rosenblum. You have to prepare for all of them and what they're all capable of. Um, so I shout out to Mission Hills, though, for putting up putting up a fight for a long time in that one. It was exciting for a while. So. And I think that's what we expect from like an avocado league matchup, yes. you know, great defense on both sides of the ball. But it was Carlsbad's defense that made the huge adjustments in that second half. I, I'm starting to like what I'm seeing, though, from Troy Hewn. I think he's starting to, you know, grow into his own, obviously yeah. taking over the starter job at the start of the season. Huge game against Carlsbad, and he was right there with them. Um, but still, Carlsbad proving to be that top team in that league. Would you agree? Absolutely. And also, going off of Hewn, I was watching stuff the other day when we were getting ready for that game from him and that first game against Granite Hills, that first Saturday game. And to watch his progression against from that Granite Hills team to now in just seven weeks, it's exciting because he's still young, too, this year. So exciting to see how he's grown already and how he continued to grow. But Carlsbad, yeah, I think Carlsbad is the best right now for, for a lot of reasons. But they, they are dominating, and they continue to show – how powerful and dominating they are. So, And also a cool story now is, you know, we were so concerned of, like, what's going to happen to Keaton Smith because yes. last year he, he proved to be really good. You know, they almost Absolutely. won the D1 title. Yeah. And then it, in his senior year, having to be the backup quarterback now, he's becoming one of the top targets for them on the outside, a wide receiver. Shout out to him because that's a very tough thing to switch to wide receiver in oh, your yeah. senior year. But, you know, I still expect big things from Mission Hills. I was a little bit worried about them, yeah. you know, Obviously, that game against Granite, Granite's a great team, but it's, you know, there's times where they look like, okay, I could see why everyone is scared of this team at times. Oh, for but sure. But there's other times where it's like, it's not all clicking. It's starting to click. Yeah. Um, it's going to have to see, we'll get more into them as they have another huge matchup coming in this week. But Absolutely. now let's get on to the game that you got to cover. Yeah. Granite Hills moving to 6-0. and to, for them to get the open division, they have to run the table, so yeah. every game matters. But a huge performance against a very good Santana team this season. Yeah. What was your kind of big takeaway from watching them live? Um, they are just pretty unstoppable offensively and defensively. I mean, their line is one of the biggest lines I've seen in this county. And, I mean, Santana, they would get the ball, run the ball, and get immediately stuffed. Um, it was crazy. Uh, Zach Benitez, just I, first time I've gotten to see him in person, so impressive. The fact that he's a freshman is absolutely blows my mind. He's just so poised, so together, and I think that's really what's helped lead this team because they do have so many young guys. You know, Pablo Jackson, Maxwell Turner, all those guys 
guys are not even seniors yet, you know. So he's doing a really good job at leading a team at such a young age, and it's been really, really fun to watch. It was fun to watch last week, and I'm excited to see where they go. I mean, they are making their bid, you know, in my mind as being one of the top three teams in the county easily. Uh, and it'll be exciting to see them hopefully maybe go to that open championship at the end of the year. So. And you know what's crazy about, you know, having a freshman having to take over, especially what we saw from how yeah. important Parlon was and Tomasello was last year for these guys. Such a huge role for him to step into. And Zach has taken it, like, perfectly almost. You know, at the beginning, they made everything easy. They wanted it to be short, you know, not having him, you know, test the deep coverage. Yeah. But now we're seeing him go deep on balls, great passes into the end zone. I mean, it's, it's hard to, to look at a freshman and say, okay, you go up against Carlsbad or you go up against Lincoln, but that's what's starting to come into his path now. Yeah. Obviously, the great game that you'll be probably seeing. Oh, probably be game of the week. You, yeah. You know, that, that's the worst part <laughs> about the East probably County. Probably will be it's game like, of the you, week. You've been waiting so long to <laughs> so see Helix, long. and then it's the great game that Helix gets. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's game of the week. No, um, exactly. Well, all these teams, they're all these good East County teams here, and it's just like, oh, well, it's the best game in the county, which who knew? Who knew? But it's awesome to see. So, yeah. But that Helix uh, Granite Hills game, will be just I mean that forget game of the week that might be game of the year yeah. especially after how it ended last year with the the quadruple overtime game yeah and, exactly and it's, speaking of a quadruple overtime yeah, game say, we have yeah. another great game <laughs> one that you know arguably could have been the game of the week with you know Nick Barnett going up against Eric Weddle yep. two Super Bowl winning winning players now coaches in this county for the first time Del Norte comes out on top in quadruple overtime 49 to 43 Del Norte's moved to five and one on the season now. Wow. Rancher Bernardo, they're three and three, but they are frustrating to play. Yeah. I, every time I watch them play, I would be, I'd look at their tape and I'm like, man, I would not want to play these guys because they are just physical and they keep in every ball game yeah. they're in. Uh, Del Norte, Christ Christopher Guzman, 13 carries, 177 yards. Jack Schneider, another great outing, 125 yards, three touchdowns. Ty Olson, seven catches for 97 yards, catching the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, but it was only the game-winner because Charlie Bowers gets the game-winning interception in quadruple overtime, a moment not only he will remember forever, but I know all his teammates will. Oh, um, yeah. Just to reminisce a little, this is how much it mattered to me. Uh, when I was a freshman, playing freshman football at okay. Cathedral, yeah. You know, they have Team Red and Team Gold because there's too many uh, players. All the great players go to Team Red, and Team Gold is just, you know, the guys that get there for the PE yeah. credit. And I, I don't remember what our record was for Team Red, but Team Gold had not won a game. They had lost to every single game, and Team Red was on the JV and varsity schedule, so it was our bye week. Okay. So they sent down a couple of the guys from Team Red to Team Gold to try to go win the game. And it was like on a Friday night, which is crazy because we don't play night games as like freshmen. Yeah. Um, so it was a night game and it was in, on our stadium and there was a bunch of people there because there was no varsity game. And it came down to like a goal line stand and I was on the field and we won on like a pass breakup and the entire team rushed the field. And I have remembered that moment being the on the field. Since years. And that was freshman football. <laughs> that was That's a long not, time ago. <laughs> I have great varsity moments, so I could only imagine what it was like yeah. for quadruple overtime That's in a so year cool. where you're playing now for your um, Super Bowl winning head coach. I mean, that's such a great moment for him. I can't imagine. It's got to be incredible. And also, it was just this game in general was just going into it. 
everyone was excited. It was the talk of the town. I know, like, all the San Diego stations were there. Everyone was making a huge deal of it. Like, wow, these two former NFL coaches going head-to-head -head in this football matchup. I was expecting it to be exciting. I was not expecting it to be necessarily quadruple overtime exciting, but those are games, I mean, like that Granite Helix game. It's a game that people are still talking about to this day. Every time you go to a Granite Helix game, I was like, can you believe that quadruple yeah. overtime game? And so these kids will remember forever. It's super awesome that that's how it got to happen in front of all these, all the biggest stage, you know? So it's cool. And then, uh, like you said, all the stations were there, which is crazy to at Del Norte. Right? All the stations are, are showing up. They, I mean, it, it just speaks to what both those coaches have done now. You Absolutely. know, obviously who they are as, as former NFL players. Yes. But what they're done with their programs. I mean, we can hear from Nick Barnett, who we caught up with after the game. I mean, it was classic, right? That, that's a high school Friday night classic game. You know, we built it up, and, and it wasn't about building it up. It really was just bringing attention to high school football, man. You know, and Poway Unified District. You know, we got some good football out here, and we want people to come and show us San Diego football's on the map, man. We got some great players, uh, great people in the pros, great coaches, great players, great schools. So we're excited, man. And he's absolutely right. San Diego football is growing, and it just shows from these programs. Yeah. Kind of, you know, RB probably has a lot more history than the Del Norte, but still, they're now making a name for themselves. We can talk about Mount Miguel. You know, now they finally have their first winning season in 10 years at getting the victory this past weekend. You know, it's so incredible to see, and it just makes me so happy that there's so many new storylines and so many new kids are getting the opportunity to play for a great program. I love it. Um, one more quick yes. note. Uh, Rancho Bernardo's Tarek Fisher, you know, Rancho Bernardo lost the game, but he put the team on his back. Yeah. 29 carries, 250 Insane. yards, and three touchdowns. Shout out to him, but yeah. just a phenomenal game all around. That's incredible. That's a good good job on both those teams. I know. That's so, Don't you so just cool. love when it plays out that way? When yes. we're like, oh, this should be a great game. Sometimes it's like it's like that, and then it's not. But yeah. then when it ex exceeds our expectations, it's, yeah, even, sure. it's, it's all the best. Yeah, you always expect sometimes you're like, oh, it's going to be great, and then ends up being a blowout one way or the other because yeah. the teams are expecting it. But when it actually turns out, just awesome, awesome, great stuff. Well, now let's get into our top nine. We'll be re Yay. revealing it as a unit for the, the station uh, tomorrow. But for myself, uh, I have Lincoln still at number one yeah. at 7-0. Oh. Incredible performance yet again. Uh, dominant on both sides of the ball. Uh, Keely Smith Jr., even though he got picked off twice by Jalen Brown, still 22 of 29 for th 331 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown going to Drayden Gardner, eight catches for 158 yards. So they impressive. look phenomenal. The yeah. speed, I say it every week, but the speed is the big difference maker. And as why I have Carlsbad at number two, they're still a dominant team in this county. Uh, but I still think Lincoln just edges them a little bit at this point. I still have Granite at three over Helix, yeah. but I'm going back and forth Me every too. day between the two. Uh, LCC moves up to five. I had yeah. El Camino there, but after El Camino's lost to Torrey Pines, they drop out of the entire top nine for okay. me. Uh, Mission Hills up, up to six. Cathedral at seven. Uh, Del Norte makes makes their way into my top nine. After I have that them at eight. Performance. Okay. Five and one on okay. the season. They have beat Torrey Pines. They've had a bunch of great wins. Their only loss so far is LCC. And that was a That's close a victory, yeah. considering what we've seen LCC do to Absolutely. teams that aren't on their level. Yep. I think I believe it was like 28-13. So they're right there, uh, the Nighthawks. And I have Torrey Pines moving into my top nine. Four straight wins. They're flying under the radar. Their only losses were to Del Norte and San Clemente. Which is a great program. I mean, yeah. I did not see this coming from Torrey Pines. No. You know, you know, I was like, all right, of all the avocado teams, did, yeah. like there's so many great ones. They have snuck under the radar to the, almost to the point where I was like, wow, they've won four in a row. I mean, it's incredible what they've been able to do. 
El Camino and Madison both drop out of my top nine. Seems rough, yeah. especially how high I've been on the Wildcats this year. For but sure. I, you have to reward the guy, Del Norte and Tory Pines, in my opinion. What, what's I your agree. top nine? So like? mine looks very similar as we were talking before. That's very similar to yours. I have I go Lincoln, Carlsbad, Granite, Helix, LCC. My top five all look the same. I think I even had Mission Hills right about where you had it as well. Um, my thing's the same. Lincoln for me, it's like Lincoln, Carlsbad are here. Granite and Helix are kind of like, they're almost like tied for one and like tied for two in my opinion, you know, but you have to list them one through four. So all four of those teams I think are incredibly like comparable in my opinion with Helix and Granite maybe just like a half a step under Lincoln and Carlsbad's caliber. But regardless, when you have those four teams that you're talking about, all that have that open division promise, it's just really exciting. And then for me as well, dropping down, I still have El Camino in my top nine because I just still think that they're an incredible program. They lost to Torrey Pines, but like we mentioned, Torrey Pines um, is a really great program and I have Torrey Pines as well in my number nine. Del Norte is like my number 10, so they're right there. <laughs> they're in the hunt for me. Um, but Torrey Pines, I just think they have done so much with that program. And I did a student athlete earlier this year on Jake Sweeney and he was just talking about just their hard work and just how they work so hard and that they really they're like hopefully we'll be good enough soon to make it into your guys top nine well <laughs> here you are Jake you're in our top nine you, Tory Pines made it so it's just really cool to see and those that program just such good kids and they yeah. really just work very hard and so to see them getting this recognition for us to be able to give them this recognition is really cool and hopefully they continue to do well the rest of the season so something Bo and I have touched on most yeah. of this year has been you know what's separating Lincoln Carlsbad if anything or are we just like 1A, 1B? And then it also goes to that you know, yeah. 3A, 3B when it comes to Helix Granite. Yes. Since you're the East County reporter, you've gotten yes. to see Helix and Granite both this past week now. Yeah. You got to see Helix beat uh, West Hills. What were your biggest takeaway from those two teams? Because you know, we have to make these like, okay, they're one, they're two, they're three, yeah. they're four. But it's really that much closer. I think we're in agreement on that. What, how are you leaning more towards Granite? In what sense? Um, I'm trying to think exactly because both of those teams, it, it's it's hard when you see them because both of those teams I saw against West Hills and Santana, who of course are good programs, have good records, but they're not at that same division, that same level as like a Green Air Helix. Those are both D1 programs. So they do have that separation. So of course they're going to go out there and be mostly dominant in these performances, you know? So it's hard to be like, oh, they did this one thing like super well because of course they did when they're against a D4 team kind of thing, you know what I mean? But um I just think Granite has that little bit more of an, I was, when he, I watched Helix, not necessarily mistakes that were being made, but you know, there were times where things were thrown. It was almost an interception. A guy in West Hills dropped the ball that happened one time. Um, and I just, on Granite, I didn't really necessarily see that kind of a thing when I was watching. It was pretty just overall, like a pretty clean game, I guess is the best way to put it. It's Helix's pretty perfect too but you know what I'm saying Absolutely. right like it really comes down to and I look at that yeah. same way with Lincoln and Carlsbad where it's like am I over analyzing yeah you know where it's like I'm looking for perfection because yes. because these teams are so great in their own rights right where it's like all right where do I see the weakness and it it, it almost feels wrong to do that because they're so great right and you, you like know? look you're like okay who's jumping Who, who's, yeah, who's exactly. moving first like you exactly. start looking at that fine of things because you can't really find anything really wrong with their game plan the way they're going 100%. out there and tackling the game so I guess that's what I was trying to say long-windedly but honestly that's kind of what you have to start nitpicking and they're both I mean it really is like a 3A 3A and a half not even you, a 3B Do you believe me, there's so. a, the one through four 
obviously open division, you know, it's going to come down to these teams are going to play each other, strength of, of schedule. Of course. But do you think these four are like just maybe a step above, maybe not as massive as we say, like a Santana or West Hills from the rest of the top nine. But do you think those four are the step above the LCCs and the Mission Hillses? Yes, I, I do. I, I think LCC, though, I don't know necessarily know if it's like a whole step above yeah, they're either. they're creeping up. I'm, I'm with uh, you, you on know, that. They're like, creeping up. They're making their way up there where I'm like, I don't know if Helix played LCC. Wow, I mean, That'd be such a good game. Right? You think, you think because a lot of these teams, too, they never play each other. So it's so hard to judge. Like, for example, like Lincoln Carlsbad don't, don't play each other this year in the regular mm -hmm. season. So we had to judge it based on how each team played Inglewood. Like, yeah. hey, is this a good, you know, Carlsbad lost Inglewood, Lincoln beat Inglewood pretty bad, like, or no, Carlsbad didn't lose yeah, Inglewood, yeah. but you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying. It was a closer no, same, game. So. Same thing with the modern day game where yeah. it was like, you know, I saw Carlsbad put up, like, I think almost 35 points the first yeah. half. I can't remember. But then I was like, oh, Lincoln gave up one touchdown. I was like, what am I doing? You yeah. know what I mean? They still blew them out. They still blew them out. That's yep, so, yep. until we see them, I, I agree though, though, I think those top four are kind of separating themselves. Yes, but I agree. Now we move on to week eight, as we're slowly starting to get our way to the end of league. I well, cannot believe it's week, week eight. What the heck? Flying by. Yes. But the game of the week this week, you want to talk about two teams trying to make a statement. <laughs> Four and two El Camino at five and one La Costa Canyon. This avocado league, you can't have slip ups. El Camino has already had that slip up. Yep. Now they have to go out there and prove it to themselves. They, I mean, for them to get into the open division, it might be out of reach now because of, you know, if we're being realistic, they probably have to run the table. Yeah, in the just avocado. like we were talking about. Yep. Um, but, I mean, they're still a phenomenal team. What, from what I saw, it looked like they came out a little too slow, a little too sloppy, and almost similar to the Del Norte Poway game where Del Norte got out to a lead that was so big, it was like 21 or 23, similar to this game where Poway just couldn't get back into it. That's yeah. what I saw in the Torrey Pines. So El Camino needs to come out on fire because we know what LCC can do. High-powered offense behind Quinn Roth at quarterback. Um, LCC, though, might have the hardest schedule remaining from here on out. They play El Camino. Looking, then yeah. they play at Mission Hills. They play at Carlsbad. And they play against Torrey Pine in the surfboard game. That is insane. That is insane. But, th I insane. mean, if they can, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it'd be hard for them to run the table. But, obviously, if they run the table, they're in the open. But, I mean, this yes. LCC's I mean, yes. looking like they could be a legit contender for some sort of banner. Whether that be open or D1, I mean, we'll have to see from the remainder of the year. But they look good. They do look really good. I think this is obviously coming up is the, the true-er test. I mean, they've already had a test against a lot of good programs. But this is the truest. Like, if you can go out there and beat El Camino, win at Mission Hills, I mean, and then going all the way to winning at Carlsbad. Um, I just think that's a really, really good test of like where your program um, really is at. But that is that is a crazy way to end the season. I know yeah. it kind of always is like that though, yeah. because we get to this end of the game or end of the game, end of the season. And you have like, just like we talked about, Helix Granite Hills playing a couple weeks. It gets to those like really exciting games to finish out the season. And sometimes it works out where it's like, hey, it's for something. Sometimes it doesn't. But this year, like this yeah, schedule, avocado, it's going to be for the something. The Avocado League <laughs> is, awesome. is gnarly yes, this year, man. Yes. But now we will get to the game you will be going to, the El Cajon Ford East County Game of the Week.
Four and two Grossmont at six and oh Helix. This is the best chance. I'm not saying it'll happen. <laughs> let me let me preface this. Let me say this before okay. Chase Osborne okay, texts okay. me, all right? Yes. Um, it's the best chance Grossmont has at winning the musket. It is. Their offense is great. 100%. From what we've seen from them, they have been phenomenal. They played another great game against Steel Canyon, um, which was awesome because the two brothers got to play against each other. Oh, it's not awesome. That was so, so cool. awesome. So cool. But um, this is the best chance they're going to have. Will they be able to do it? I'm, I'm going to say probably not because Helix is just flying at a different level Absolutely. right now. I, but would, this I would is, agree. This could be, uh, if, if Helix doesn't come prepared defensively, yes. we know what this Grossmont offense can do. Yeah. And so it could be a shootout type of game if it gets to that. 100%. And I think also, like, I mean, Grossmont's 4-2. and two. I mean, they're sneakily, like, I mean, this is a program who had won one game in three seasons, and they're sitting here at 4-2. and two. Um, Agreeing with you, I don't necessarily think they have a chance at beating Helix, but I think that they will do well. You yeah. know, it, there's that difference between like going and getting blown out or going and being like 35 to 14, you know, where you put up a, a good run, a good fight. And I think that it'll be exciting. I mean, that musket, <laughs> that musket is growing some dust. So it is their best It chance. might be nailed to the wall. <laughs> it is nailed to the wall. <laughs> it it is moved. nailed to the wall in the, in the library. <laughs> I have seen it myself <laughs> having dust, but um, it would be really, it, would be really cool, of course, if that happened for Grossmont. Yeah, oh, but it would be massive. It would I, be historic. It would yeah. be historic. But uh, it's it's exciting. I mean, I think it'll be a fun game. I'm excited. I haven't gotten to go to Helix this year to actually watch Helix and Grossmont go head to head in like this old school matchup. It's mm -hmm. that's been around for probably almost 100 years or so. Yeah. It'll be it'll be awesome. So and, yeah. And it starts with that mentality because you you come in from a, you know Grossmont was at the lowest point, rock bottom last year exactly. with, that, with that program. Yes. Um, to see them be four and two is just phenomenal in itself. Yeah. So this will be really cool to see. Hopefully they could put up a really good fight. Um, you know, it might not be turn out that way, but I, I would love to see Grossmont put up a, a good enough Me fight too. to be that's, in it. That's all I want. It'd it's a good, great, fun yeah. game, right? For those kids, it'd be awesome. Absolutely. Now we get to the Jersey Mike City game of the week. I mean, I think in any other year, this would be the game of the week. Yeah. But two, two and five Cathedral Catholic versus seven and zero Lincoln. I love this matchup so much. I loved it when I played. I loved it when I grew up. I, I was going to say, love is this because you're I love, biased? I, I love it now um, yeah. it, because it showcases the best talent in San Diego 100%. always. It showcases the best coaching in San Diego always. And these games usually, they're always close. I remember yeah. when we were dominant, when we were playing and Lincoln wasn't as dominant, still close games. Yeah. I, you know, and Lincoln's dominant now and Cathedral not so much, even though they're a great team. Yeah. It still could be a close game. Maybe not because Lincoln's just been kind of putting up Alabama no, score lines sure. on everybody. Yes, yes. But, you know, who knows? It could possibly be a closer game than people think. I think Cathedral probably gives them a, one of their best tests this year. Yeah. But at the same time, man, I've, I've wanted to see someone hang with Lincoln, and it just hasn't happened all no, year. No, I know. They're, no, for sure. Lincoln has been phenomenal. What, how do you see, you know, this one kind of going? Or yeah. more, what do you expect from Lincoln in this? Um, yeah, they, I mean, they, of course, have been pretty, pretty dominant all year. But I think that there comes those... You were mentioning those matchups that you get, and mm -hmm. I would have to agree. Like sometimes there's just those games where you always hang close with that team, no matter what. I see it in all sorts of sports. They're sports. You never know what's going to happen if someone's feeling off that day, if someone's hurt, if someone else is like just hyped up and having the day of their life, and they just go out there and score six touchdowns. You just never know what's going on. I mean, I expect Lincoln to win and do well as they have, but. Um, like you're mentioning, it's always competitive. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if 
Cathedral is able to hang with them at least for a little while. Um, and also Cathedral, I mean, they are two and five, but they also, a lot of those losses were against really hard out of town teams. And they were competitive. In and most they of those were games. competitive, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, I don't think their record shows at all what they are capable of. Absolutely. Um, I think they're a lot more powerful than people may give them credit for. They'll be like, oh, Cathedral's two and five, but I honestly, I mean, if they were playing the right teams or different teams they could easily be six and one you know what i'm saying so i think it'll be competitive i think it'll be fun i think i would have to pick lincoln right now like going if i had to my life depended on it it pays me to say it as a don myself but i'm picking lincoln fully in this one um we'll see i think i think lincoln is just they're on a mission uh, to prove everyone wrong. Yep. I don't know why, because they already proved everyone wrong last <laughs> true, year. True, They already have done <laughs> it, but keep they, doing they, it, guys. They, keep they doing do it. They do not stop. They, no. they, they don't care. Yes. They, they want to beat everyone by 35 easily. <laughs> and um, I think they're on a mission again. It's going to be a great matchup, because even we saw last year, yes. you know, Lincoln was flying high all year, and For it sure. still came down to Josiah Cox um, with the pick six. Um, I think it'll be a little bit more competitive, but I expect Lincoln to win. Amen. Now we get on to the North County game of the week. 4-2 and two Mission Hills at 4-2 and two Torrey Pines. I liked what I saw from Mission Hills against Carlsbad. Yeah. Obviously, second half didn't go their way. Carlsbad made all the right adjustments in the defense. But they hung. But And now they get a chance to go play Torrey Pines, who is on a roll right now yes. and just got an upset against a team that I honestly thought El Camino can give a lot of people surprises. Yeah. This will be a great game. Jake Sweeney, like we talked about, yes. one of the most underrated running backs in this entire county. I agree. I think part of plays with that was because of his injury coming back from that last year but I mean he's averaging 5.6 yards per carry Cade Wilkin has been a disruptor on the defensive side of the ball seven and a half sacks through six games and a block punt for a touchdown that one play of the week one week I mean he's been phenomenal I love his story too. get in talk with that kid he's a great kid as well Torrey Pines is sneaking up on a lot of people and this will be one where Mission Hills has to come prepared and come ready because we just saw the recipe we just saw Torrey Pines get up to an early lead, and their defense was good enough to hold off El Camino to where they beat El Camino. That could happen again if Mission Hills doesn't come prepared. Uh, what do you see from these two teams? Yeah, 100%. I, when you were talking about Torrey Pines, it's kind of like what I had mentioned earlier on, um, just the, the camaraderie of that team, these kids that are kind of maybe underrated, as you, you say, and they are coming out, and they have – nothing to lose you know what I'm saying the guys like Jake Sweeney coming off of tearing his ACL MCL PCL like what got back a month early because he has that drive and I feel like that team just has that drive like all around all together and I think that's why they've been so successful so they're scary they're a scary team to play if anyone was having to play Torrey Pines I would be scared but Mission Hills also like we mentioned coming into their own so uh I think that it could be a really good game I think this might honestly this might be the closest coolest game this week arguably because mission hills too i mean for a while i mean i checked someone next to me when i was at the game on friday was like hey it's seven seven at the end of the first quarter or whatever i was like wow really against carlsbad like i was not necessarily expecting that so i don't know this is exciting i i'm excited i don't even know what else to say about other than like (laughs) it looks like it's gonna be a great game and they have the same record and everything like just a cool yeah great matchup great matchup for the opco and they're all like starting to schedule their way out to where Every single week, we could have arguably three games in the Avocado B. Oh, North yeah. Game no, week. exactly. It's awesome. It's awesome. Now we get to the National City Mile Car South Bay Game of the Week. 3-3 three and three Montgomery at 2-3 and three Modern Day Catholic. Yeah. Always a great matchup in the South Bay when these two teams play. Modern Day are starting to come into their own. Obviously, you know, a really bad start to the season, not only yeah. losing their games, but kind of getting blown out by the big competition. Huge win against Saints last time out for Modern Day Catholic. 
But we get a huge chance to see what sophomore quarterback Andy Deonda ha can do against modern day. This will be arguably his biggest test of the season. For sure. Been great for Mo uh, Montgomery so far this season. Yes. Um, they're starting to bounce back after that, you know, kind of bad loss against El Cajon Valley. Yeah. You know, I'm still going to favor modern day Catholic in this yeah. one. I think they, you know, they have a big advantage over Montgomery, but don't sleep on Montgomery. I think they're a good enough team. No, I agree. And modern day, I just always like, you look at the record, you go two and three, but <laughs> I remember last year they started what? Oh, and three also. So, right, something like, something like that, and they went and ran all the way through and <laughs> won the state championship. So, never count them out for sure. And I think that'll be a fun one. Lots of good games this week, Chase. It's and so fun. One of, probably the funnest game that I'm lo most looking forward to. It's always fun for us. But we get Saturday night special again. Saturday night football oh on gosh. the KUSI, already kicking off at 7 p.m. right here on this channel. Two and four Madison at two and four Mira Mesa. I will be reporting on the sideline of Madison. You will be reporting on the sideline of Mira yep. Mesa. We'll be there firsthand. I love this opportunity for these kids because I yeah. feel like, you know, we've given the opportunity to a lot of teams that, you know, already get a lot of the 100%. spotlight. And it's not like Madison doesn't get the spotlight, but for Mira Mesa to get this chance to get on live TV, yes. show what they have. Love that for that football program. Um, for myself, I love to see it for Jalen Brown, James Taval, Martel Hughes, Titus Toilolo. Oh, yeah. They get their chance. It's one thing to see the highlights, but like when somebody, especially on the defense side of the ball, when they get to see it live, they get to see you fly around and make the plays yeah. that don't when make do the highlights. Yeah, Never. It's, it's phenomenal for them. What do you see from Mira Mesa since you'll be on their sidelines? Yeah, I just am excited to see Tyson Line and Chris Brown and uh, Mari Sand, all these guys do their thing because I've, these are, both of them, really, but Mir Mesa is a team that I've heard about these kids since they were like freshmen, you know, kind of leading this team almost. And to get to watch them and see what they're able to do on the sideline, I mean, Tyson Line putting up incredible numbers this year. Uh, he's kind of quietly, or maybe not so quietly, kind of working his way uh, up to being one of the just leading, leading with numbers. So yeah. it's, it'll be exciting to watch him. And I know that those guys uh, have played together. Ty Tyson Line and Chris Brown played together for years and years. I think they were since they were like 10 or 12 years old. So I'm really excited to see the chemistry of that team and kind of how they've grown that program over the past few years firsthand because it's not very often that I get to see either of these teams really do their thing, but especially Mira Mesa. So it'll be awesome. I think for Mira Mesa, they'll be so excited that, to get this opportunity that they have a chance to beat Madison. Yeah. But Madison, man, if, if there's ever a chip on the shoulder, it's the one of losing all these games not being really competitive yeah. in these games. You know, some of them they were. Some of them they were right there for a while, and then they just got you know blown out later. Oh yes. Madison, I think they're going to come into this with a huge chip on their shoulder of like, all right, you know, it hasn't gone away so far this season, but this could be the big turnaround where you know we get this moment to showcase ourselves on live TV, and yeah. then this could you know we we still have the rest of the Western League to play here, you know, so we could go out there and you know ball out the rest of the way. Huge game for them. Huge game for Mira Mesa. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. It's a class for sure. I can't wait for this one. But, <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, that'll do it for us on PPR Podcast yep. number 126. Tune in tomorrow for PPR Podcast number 127. Paul and Bert will sit down with, in my opinion, the most terrifying guy on the defensive side of the ball in San Diego, Jerome Lincoln linebacker Roberts. Jerome Roberts. And we for saw from sure. the sounds of the game, man, he's, he seems like a character. That'll, <laughs> he needs that'll, business. That'll he's be fun. a great interview. <laughs> Cannot wait for that one. But that'll, that'll do it for me and Allison. We'll see you guys on the PPR.